First Class Fatherhood. That is where Alec Lace comes in with his popular podcast. And one of the most interesting was on a podcast. Alec Lace interviews high-profile fathers from actors to NFL players with a vision to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Welcome, everybody, to episode 649 of First Class Fatherhood, a family-made media podcast, and I have an absolute NFL legend, future Hall of Famer, no doubt, joining me on the podcast today, Terrell Suggs. Terrell Suggs, known as T-Sizzle, played his college football at Arizona State. He would go on to become a first-round draft pick in the 2003 NFL Draft by the Baltimore Ravens, where he spent the majority of his playing career at linebacker. He was the NFL Rookie of the Year in 2003. He is a two-time Super Bowl champion, winning one Super Bowl with the Ravens and one with the Kansas City Chiefs. He was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 2011. He's a seven-time Pro Bowler. He is a Butkus Award winner, Ted Hendricks Award winner, Lombardi Award winner, winner of the Bronco Nagurski Trophy, the Morris Trophy. Terrell Suggs absolutely dominated the game and punished people during his playing career. So cool to have him on the podcast today. T-Sizzle, Terrell Suggs will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Terrell Suggs was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. If you'd like to watch today's conversation between the NFL All-Pro and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And you've heard me talking about the newsletter from Family Made Media. you got to check it out. Go over to news.familymade.com, put in your email, and you will never miss... One of the newsletters coming out of Family Made by Sean Johnson and Andrew East. Always got informative information. We know parenting can be a difficult job. It's always helpful to have something like this in your toolbox. There's always something relatable from parents, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Get over to news.familymade.com. Put in your email address, and you will never miss out on a newsletter. They come out every Monday and Friday. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Ace for all the upcoming guest announcements. Got three dads joining me next week. Find out who they are. And as always, please help me spread the word about the podcast every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list and let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Father's Day is every day right here on the podcast. And here we go, straight up, straight ahead, my interview with T-Sizzle, Terrell Suggs on First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father Terrell Suggs. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. How you doing? Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, let's start here. How many kids do you have? How old are they? I have three kids. They are, my daughter just turned 15, my son 13. He about to be 14 in December, and my daughter, my baby daughter's 11. Wow, very cool. Uh, if you could, Terrell, please, just for the guys that don't know, uh, take a second to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background. Oh, man. Um, born in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, raised in between Minneapolis and Chicago, uh, Illinois. Moved to Phoenix, Arizona at 15. Went to high school here, Hamilton High School. Went to school at Arizona State. Uh, went to the NFL Draft in 2002. And uh, no, 2003, excuse me. It's been that long. Yeah, uh, 2003 NFL Draft to the Baltimore Ravens and played in the NFL for 17 years. I played for the Ravens for 16 years, and then I finished up with the Cardinals and Chiefs, and I retired in 2020. Yeah, obviously a tremendous career, Hall of Fame career, no doubt. And so take me back, if you could, Terrell, 15 years ago. So how about how old were you then when you first became a dad, and how did that experience change your perspective on life? 
I was 25 years old. Uh, uh, my my then wife, um, you know, I basically I had just got uh, I just got uh, accepted to the pro. I just made the Pro Bowl, and I was like, it's time for us to have a baby. It's like all this good stuff is happening, and she was like, yeah, right, and pretty much. After I made the Pro Bowl that year, um, nine months later, my daughter came. My daughter, Donnie Ray Sugg, So, Yeah, very cool. I have four kids myself. I got three boys. Then we got our girl on the fourth try. So she's only eight right now. And I remember seeing your post at one point saying, check in on your dads that have girls that are teenagers. And, and <laughs> How has that been working out? How is it so far? Because I'm, I'm headed right where you are. How's it going? She's a, she's a great, she's a great kid. You know, she's just uh, started high school. She's playing basketball. My daughter's 6'1 now. Um, so she, she's playing, she's a big athlete, but she's a, she's a great kid, man. Me and hers, we, she's my best friend, but I think she knows that she has her dad wrapped around her fingers. She's kind of a daddy's girl and we look just alike. So it's just, but she's, she's a really good kid. She's a really great kid. Awesome. What, what would you consider, Terrell, to be the top values that you hope to instill in all your kids as they grow up? Um, just to have good character, be good people. Don't talk about being a good person. You know, be a good person. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, characters define what you do when no one's looking. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm really trying to teach my kids, my children, to kind of just always be good people, even when no one's uh, watching. Yeah, I love that, Terrell. And obviously, what was what was their relationship like with you during your football career? Were they heavily involved in the career? Did they go to the games? I'm trying to do the math. I know the Super Bowl 47 there. Were they at the Super Bowl? What was their there. experience like with your career? They were there. They loved it. You know, uh, the first Super Bowl, I think they just thought it was another one of dad's games. They've been up pretty much every one of my games when, um, uh, you know, when they were coming up. So I think they just saw it as just another one. And now they realize they was like, oh, we were at the Super Bowl. We were there and all the confetti came down and all of that. And then, you know, the last one with the Chiefs, they knew the magnitude of that one. And uh, so they, they've been pretty involved and, and they're, they're sports fans. They're, they're Ravens fans. And um, so, yeah, they, they've been pretty involved in it. Yeah, and I know, too, uh, and how, how old was your son, you said? He's 13, about to be 14 in December. And I know, like, I know it just uh, sons always try to live up to their father. They look up to their father. I know I did that with my dad as a kid. I mean, he was a used car salesman. The ball wasn't really too high there. But still, you're always trying to get that approval from your dad to have a, a father that's a two-time Super Bowl champion, has had a dominating career in the NFL. That could be a lot to look up to uh, for a young son. So have you had, like, is there any kind of way that you deal with your son to make sure there's no pressure on him to make sure, hey, you got to live up to the way that I played the game or you got to be what I was? How do you kind of make sure he doesn't feel that kind of pressure? as a son yeah um you know first off he don't really like football too much so there's really ain't too much pressure there he thinks he's a basketball player I said, that's all and fine you know you still got to put in the work but um i just i just let him know like there's no pressure for him to do anything or achieve anything that his father had i was like you know i had a lot of success because my dad he just wanted me to have fun my dad just wanted to watch me play and that's pretty much all i what i tell all my children it was like look as long as you have fun go go and do it i'm gonna enjoy myself you know what i mean you're gonna enjoy yourself and you're not gonna i was like you're not gonna be successful you're not having fun with what you're doing just make sure you have fun bottom line have fun 
And that's pretty much how the pressure gets lifted. Yeah, very cool. And what about as far, obviously, you punish people on the defensive side of the ball for years, a physical guy. But what about as far as discipline goes? What type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? And is that different than the discipline style you grew up with? Well, uh, I'm definitely different than the style I grew up with because uh, my dad was he was he was very heavy with the belt. But as far as I just I just uh, threatened and, and disciplined like I, I'll take electronics, you know what I mean? But, you know, the number one thing as far as discipline is like I just make sure they handle their business in school. Other than that, everything else can pretty much be worked out. But I don't I, I have a zero tolerance for like like not bad grades or misbehaving in school zero tolerance I'll, I'll take everything you know what i'm saying but you know their mom is more of the disciplinarian than i am i'm pretty much the softy but when i have to be dad i do be dad yeah and it's it's so important too terrell i mean i talk on this show all the time and not even just the discipline portion of it but for so many other reasons we got a fatherless crisis going on in our country with so many kids growing up without a father or a father figure in their life and it's really having a devastating toll on our society i think if we can get more dads involved in their kids lives i think most of this trouble we're seeing would start to go away pretty quickly what's your take i i agree i agree definitely we need to be uh, you know, fathers need to be more hands-on, but I think also acknowledge we need more acknowledgement of the fathers that are, you know, hands-on. You know what I mean? And that's are in their children's lives that do go to games and that support their children. So, you know, it, it, it's both of those things. You know what I mean? It's like you know the lack of father in the home that you know we need to pay attention to, but we also need to pay attention to the fathers that are there and that are doing a fantastic job. Yeah, very well said, Terrell. And a lot of I always love to ask the NFL dads that I get on the pie. I know you said your son's not interested in football, but for a lot of dads, it's a difficult decision, especially with everything going on as far as what we do know, what we don't know about CTE and everything else, uh, whether or not to let their kids play contact sports, tackle football. So in your opinion, what would you say is like a good age uh, for parents to consider letting their kids play tackle football? I think around 11, 11 to 12 where, you know, their body, you know, they're still relatively young and their bodies can get used to it and they can be taught properly how to, you know, tackle, how to hit, you know what I mean? So I think around 11 to 12, that's, I mean, I started at 10, but, you know, of course it was a different time between then and now with, you know, the studies and everything. But um, I think it's okay to let the kids play. Like, I think, you know, contact sports, it, it teaches you a valuable lesson. It teaches you about hard work. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I loved it. I loved it. You know what I mean? So, you know, I understand the, the concerns that parents have about letting their children play contact sports. But, you know, I think it's, it's different for each kid. And if you, you feel secure enough to let your child play, and I think that'd be all right. You know what I think? It's fascinating. Terrell. I don't know about yourself growing up, but like for us, when we grow, when we grew up, it was like playing football, tackle football, you know, on the grass, just coordinating games with other kids was like a huge thing. Like we didn't have referees and coaches and parents. Yeah. We kind of settled all the fights, picked the teams, made yeah. the rules. And I think we kind of robbed this generation of kids. They don't seem to do that as much. Everything seems to be right. organized and we take away those skill sets. I think we developed. Is that, is that how you got, did you do that all too growing up? All the time. We definitely, we played more pickup, you know, football in a, in a field with, anything goes type rules and like i said you know you played against other neighborhoods you played against all your other friends or whatever and they definitely robbed they're definitely you know the kids you know these they are definitely robbed you know just with the advancement of technologies like i don't see kids going outside anymore you know what i mean like 
riding bikes, playing, you know, outside basketball or whatever it is. Like, you know, kids just don't go outside anymore. Like, I remember that's all we did. Like, it was like we either had a choice to like, all right, you can either get a whooping. If you did something bad, you can get a whooping and go outside or you not get a whooping and stay inside. We took the whooping every time. It was like, go ahead and let me get this whooping over so I can go outside and play. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know. Kids just don't go outside anymore. And that's it, pretty much all we did. It's true. And I talked to dads from all over the country. And it's, it's not just isolated to where I am because I see all the fields, all the basketball courts. They're all empty all the time. And I'm like, where is everybody? And I don't get what really has happened. I know you mentioned the technology. And that is a big, big issue. I know that. How are you kind of handling it? You, you know, your daughter's 15. Does she have all the social media apps? How do you kind of monitor? How do you oh, kind of no. handle any of the technology? I just let her get in, in Instagram because she was starting, you know, her freshman year of high school. But it was kind of like, especially in these Arizona summers, sometimes it can get up to 120 out here. But it's like early in the morning. It's like we're going to go outside. We're going we're gonna to play. We're going to play even if it's just for an hour before it get really hot. We're going to play. And also, you know, we got the swimming pool here. So it's pretty much there's only one or two things you can do when the temperatures get really hot out here in Arizona. Let's go swimming. Go go jump in the pool. You know what I mean? It's like mandatory that they got to do some kind of outside activity. You're not just going to sit in the house and play, be on your electronics and play video games all day. Yeah, well, it's definitely a struggle for all of us. There's no doubt about it. And, yeah. and, and not fatherhood related, but since I got you here, I mean, I know in the NFL, there's been so much controversy with these uh, roughing the pass or penalties in the game. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think I wanted to get your take on what you're what you're seeing from being, you know, playing the game for so long at a physical level. It's just it's, it's just it's just heartbreaking because it's like what has happened to our game? What has happened to our game It's like I definitely agree with player safety, but. You know, every man on that field, there's no man should be hot, should be valued more than the other. You know, all of us that decided to play this 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 lovely game, we understand that it's a it's a physical game. You know, and sometimes it can be dangerous. You know, I mean, we all signed up for that. But you can't you know, you can't just it's, it's just really heartbreaking because you see certain players getting certain calls and then certain players it was pretty much free reign on you know what i mean like i understand you know like i said we're trying to clean up uh, player safety we're trying to uh you know we we want to be very particular when it comes to the concussion protocols and everything like that but a football player is a football player and i think they're just getting a little uh out of hand a little too touchy-feely about a contact sport as we agreed on and I think it's definitely it needs to be addressed and we need we need to we need to definitely let the players play and call the appropriate call. Yeah, obviously very frustrating for the fans. I can only imagine how frustrating it must be for for defensive players, especially that are playing right now. I mean, to be hamstrung, uh, handcuffed like that. I got to be devastating. And obviously mentioning, too, that you had a, a legendary career. Your legacy is secure in the NFL with what you've accomplished. But what would you say you want your legacy to be as a as a dad, as a father? I don't know. I would love for my 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 children to say that my dad was always there. My dad was dad. Uh, I can always depend on my dad. My dad never you know, put any added pressure, um, always supported them. And I didn't just, you know spoil my children that I I disciplined them and and I taught them the
the value of, of life and, 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 you know, the, the life lessons that comes with it. You know what I mean? So I would just love to to get a good, you know, have a good career as a dad. Yeah. And w- w- since your NFL career has ended now, what, what is going on with you? What kind of projects you're working on? What's keeping you busy? What are you focusing on? What are your goals for the future? Well, you know, I'm getting back into, you know, my writing and my, my film producing career. But so far, I've just really been enjoying kind of just being dad, being AAU dad. My daughter and my sons, you know, they, they're playing pretty much, uh, I think it's called EYBL now. You know, it's kind of like took over for AAU basketball. So I've been having like a blast just going to the games. So, you know, I, I'm having a lot of fun watching my children play right now. So, yeah. Very- very cool. The last thing I want to hit you with here, Terrell, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Oh, man, get your sleep. Get your sleep because you're now on their time. You are now on their time. Like, babies don't have any office hours. It's like if it's 3 or 4 a.m. and that baby's crying and hungry, you're going to have to go out there and get them. But, you know, that builds that builds a relationship, you know what I mean? Your, your baby's imprinting on you, and I think that's the most awesome thing in the world, you know, to hear the cries of your child. So um, just get your off, I mean, get your sleep when you can and enjoy this ride. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. There's been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, Terrell Suggs, you're a first-class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. I appreciate you. Thank you. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. First Class Fatherhood is a family-made media podcast please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com or www.familymade.com to find out more details. You can order First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high-profile dads on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs 22.6 tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.